Hello. Welcome to the Kaiju Transmissions podcast. I am your co-host, Kyle Bird, and with me is... Uh... Matt Farmley. Yes. Um, and uh, ho, 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 Matt. Merry Christmas. Yeah. We haven't done a Christmas episode Whoa. in a while. Whoa, ho, ho, whoa. Why don't you just, why don't you just oust half your fandom by going Christmas? I didn't realize this was this was a denominational uh, <laughs> religious experience here. Uh, well, you know, uh, obviously the people that listen that may celebrate ha- uh, uh, Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or any other. Uh, uh, holiday this season you know they are are more than more than welcome but you know who you know who uh you know who doesn't celebrate those is uh rex rex celebrates christmas you you didn't interview you didn't introduce uh your guests at all (laughs) oh he was mad because you don't celebrate christmas apparently i think (laughs) this is a war on christmas and tom Uh well the peanut gallery has spoken. Um Tom, welcome back. You have you you I I can introduce you as like having something like doing yeah. something now. Too, yes. right? So so yes. so instead of just being our friend Tom, we have Tom from the Final Forum Dragon Ball Z podcast with us. Yes, that's a fact. Yeah. Congratulations on your on Thank your you. new podcast. How how are how are how are the DBZ fans liking it? Um, it's only two episodes in. I haven't gotten too much feedback yet, but okay. we have a couple of people that regularly interact with some of our social media posts. Okay, so, that's so in, cool. in in two episodes, you <laughs> already have as many listeners as us. That's great. Um. <laughs> Uh, and then also uh, is uh, our friend Kevin, who um, uh, people know is the writer of the Mazer Patrol blog and uh, uh, the Kaiju for Hipsters book and a nifty little essay in that Arrow Daimajin set. Uh, also with a, a, a fun announcement, um, now uh, uh, officially married, tied the knot, and... Uh, Congratulations! You know, I I actually um, was was uh, had the privilege of of um, going to Kevin's wedding. I, I flew down to Florida um, from the Great White North down to Florida, where it's uh, the weather is much nicer. Live in Canada. <laughs> Michigan is like, look, I can drive twenty five minutes and be at the bridge to Canada. Okay, that that like that kind of counts. <laughs> honorary candidate yeah uh but no it, it was uh you know we turned into a family vacation we did all the a bunch of you know we did the disney and universal and and a lot of sightseeing in uh saint augustine which is where your wedding was and uh it was a really good family vacation and and your lovely wedding was like the the way we capped the whole thing off it was uh 
It was it was nice. Uh, they it, just to I don't know how embarrassing Kevin finds any of this. Probably not very much because it's probably expected. They they uh, him and uh, Amanda, his, his lovely wife, who translated for a kaiju masterclass with us. They danced to uh, "Fly Me to the Moon," specifically the cover version that comes on at the end of uh, Evangelion. Um, uh, there were Godzilla figures on all of our tables and uh, a really really impressive godzilla cake um and it, it, it was a lovely time um it was it was it was a nice little wedding so so congratulations kevin yeah and and your daughter was actually the life of the party she was it uh, was yes uh which is great because you know bird is never gonna be no uh <laughs> she made up for all of my and i don't anti-social ism I don't know. I pretty much like any any time I'm at a party or a gathering, I pretty much sit stationary, and you know <laughs> people kind of float in and out of my uh, my orbit, and and you know I talk to them, and and they go talk to someone else. But I, I pretty much just kind of stay put and keep to myself. Um, now my my daughter is she just turned seven, so technically she was six a couple weeks ago. When this wedding was, and, and like, I mean, once the dance floor opened, she was just like, I'm going to go dance with everyone. And then like everyone at Kevin's wedding, you know, she was making them pick her up and pose for photos and all kinds of crazy stuff. So, so she made up for my, um, uh, uh, um, lack of social, uh, and, competency. And, yes. <laughs> there, there we go. Um, uh fun wedding though food was great everyone was nice um and, and you uh, got to lecture the people at your table about destroyer no i well we all <laughs> i can talk about that he for, was concealing his yeah, power level yeah yeah so like we all had each each person at each t- at the tables had like a little godzilla figure in front of them um like i had the millennium godzilla um Julia had a Mothra, Kim had a Godzilla Earth, and then the 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 other folks like across from us like they had a burning Godzilla and they were like what's up with this Godzilla like why is he orange? You know, they they didn't know anything about Godzilla and I and I was just like listening to them like speculate as to like why he's orange and I was just like I could tell them and like <laughs> I, I could I could make conversation and like make friends, but instead I'm just gonna sit here and you know stare into the abyss. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it was a good time though. I, I was I was happy to be invited, and even happier that that I could I could make it work. So uh, so sorry, everyone. Kevin is is. He is in in the, the holy union. He is he is off the market. Yep, Damn. yep. And I I uh, took your uh, kai, kaiju masterclass translator. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So uh. So we we said this a, it's a Christmas episode, and I did mention uh, Rex, who if people. I don't know. This is kind of a movie that isn't really known in the U.S., so I'm people might see the podcast title or or whatever and they they're probably still like what the hell is rex rex a dinosaur story 
right? Is it a story or is Rex? Is yes. this his story it's or called, his it's journey? Rex, it's Rex, a dinosaur's story. Okay. Shoryu uh, Monogatari. So, <laughs> this is a children's film from 1993. Three. Um, the early 90s, as everyone knows, who's our age, dinosaurs were everywhere. You know, Jurassic Park had been hyped up since, like, 91, I think. Uh, you know, dinosaur TV shows, movies were everywhere. Um... And uh, Japan, I guess, were like, hey, we should get on in on this, especially if we can get it in before this Jurassic Park thing. And um, so Katakawa, um, what's the, the studio, um, what's the guy, uh, he directed Haruki? this to Haruki Katakawa, who was running Katakawa. This is a good 15 years or so before they merged with, with Daie. Um, We've talked about Katakawa before. They were a, a big publishing company, but did dip into movies uh, quite frequently. Um, he, at the time, was uh, using the studio also to smuggle cocaine. Um, so that's <laughs> going on in the background of all of this. Uh, <laughs> um it's true and um yeah so he he's like uh the one that that co-writes and directs this this children's movie about uh uh a little t-rex um that uh befriends a, a little girl basically and it t- it takes place around uh the christmas season um uh Shoichi Marayama is the other uh Japanese writer. Um Kevin, can you tell us anything about this this guy? Uh He directed something called Yo-Yo Girl Cop. Ah, yes. Or he yes. wrote something uh-huh. called Yo-Yo Girl Cop. Yeah, the 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 movie version of uh Skabondeka. So the the, you know, the classic series about the delinquent girl who is a, an uh actually an undercover cop that fights people with the yo-yo uh the the old toys show is good stuff the movie is yeah kind of whatever um is is this guy do we care about him <laughs> no not really uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay it's not rude um and then, and then there's an american uh I'm assuming American. Uh, Bill Bannerman is a uh, on here as a writer as well. Um, also, the pr- uh, a producer on The Predator, Goosebumps, Chill Factor with Cuba Gooding Jr. and Skeet Ulrich, and uh, the MTV series End Together, or whatever the hell it was called. It was a, a satirical boy band thing, uh, and also the director of Airbud Two, World Pup. Um, so I don't know if you want to call that like a, uh, a, a, a knockout a, a, creative team, um, but it's <clears throat> something. Um, also, uh, Carlo Rambaldi 
is credited as the designer of Rex, but I, does that mean... He, so are, are those his puppets as well, or...? I believe so. Uh, I, I think that that was, that was kind of the big deal, was that he was supervising those. Um, we've talked about him a little bit before, too. Carlo Rambaldi is a great uh, Italian effects guy who's uh he he made et and the the creature in zulowski's possession and um uh did a lot of the kong stuff on king kong lives and kong 76 um i mean uh the that's like not even scratching the surface of carlo rambaldi so um so yeah you have uh uh him along which is I probably was a pretty big get for them. Um, so I guess we can talk about like what what is this movie about? Which, uh, if you want, it's about a hundred minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> if you do a if you do a full plot breakdown. I don't know. It sounds like you're. It, it'll. It would probably. It would sound like you're having like a psychotic episode or something. It's. You you can do a high level plot. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. That, who who know, wants to take a stab at that? This is one of the more. I mean, you always you, you always do this. You always say like, "Oh, this is like." It sounds like you're having a psychotic episode, and like, I'll admit, usually you're right. <laughs> usually, we're talking about something that. When you even start to go high level on it, you sound like you're just pulling random elements together. But from a very high level on this one, it's pretty simple. Um, <clears throat> one thing to note is that uh, this movie is really aimed at such a young audience that I don't know if I ever saw the word paleontologist used. That That's might have true. just been because I was watching it fairly late at night and I wasn't paying super close attention. But, like, I feel like they just kept saying, I study dinosaurs. I study dinosaurs, right? Because the, the word paleontologist is for people older than four. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, our main character is the daughter of a paleontologist. That's who our main character is. The the paleontologist, the dad, he has is studying a, a egg fossil that he has found, and he's pretty excited about this one because he found it like um, along with some runes, and in in a a strata that like post dates most dinosaur fossil records. So this egg is you know ten thousand years old, not sixty five million, and they are able to translate the runes and they translate to i don't it's not important but they translate to basically this is from the the civilization of mu that sank into the ocean you know 10,000 years ago and dinosaurs lived among this civilization they're able to further explore where they found the this fossilized egg the girl tags along because she doesn't go to school because her and her father have recently moved to Hokkaido after their mother left them to go pursue her career further in New York City. Um, they then 
are exploring this cave system together. The uh, he lives with he they live with do they live with the, the, the mother in law? Yeah, yeah. Because yes, because the because the mother in law like the dad will say, "Oh, we haven't heard from my wife," you know, since she left us, and the the, the grandmother will be like, "I didn't raise it. I don't recall raising anyone who would behave like that." Um. But so when the father is talking about, I need to go explore this cave system, the grandmother is like, oh, take your daughter. Little kids love monsters. And he's like, it's not monsters. It's dinosaurs. And the grandmother's like, yeah, monsters. Same thing. Just That reminds me, because when, when you hear them like saying it in Japanese, you know, they're saying kaiju. And it, it just reminded me of those conversations that this fandom likes to have. Like, well, is the dinosaur from the Lost World a kaiju? <laughs> so it made me laugh. Um, so little girl goes cave exploring with them. As they're exploring this cave, uh, they fall into an ice cavern and find a non-fossilized egg. Well, they find they, a, like they a, the egg. A, an Ainu guy who like yes, they find has all like kinds mystic of... <laughs> powers or something. Yes. Yes, they find a non-fossilized egg and an and an Ainu who uh, gives the little girl an ocarina and tells her, you know, play this; it'll soothe the creature, um, because this this was our god. Like we worshipped the dinosaurs as gods in our civilization in ancient times, and then <clears throat> I don't know the the cave is like gonna collapse or something, and so. They're like, let's get out of here, and they leave, and they take the egg with them, and then they're studying the egg, and then the little girl plays the ocarina, and boom, the <clears throat> the dinosaur hatches out of the egg. This is such an amazing discovery that the mother returns to also help study the dinosaur. From there, it's basically a story of this girl bonding with the dinosaur and pretending to be like its surrogate mother. And while also trying to sort of reestablish a bond with her own mother, and then <clears throat> various things kind of happen that put a lot of stress and strain on this dinosaur because it's a dinosaur and everyone wants a piece of the profitability pie. And ultimately, the stress and the strain on this dinosaur becomes so great that the little girl decides to take it upon herself to try to return him to his homeland. And that is a sane explanation. <laughs> there is an insane of, version of that. <laughs> of things that happen in this movie. Yeah, the, the overall plot structure is, is, you know, if you've seen Free Willy or, uh, you know, E.T. or something like that, it's, it's, you know, kid has a pet that they have to, you know, take back to, wherever that pet came from uh, because it, it suffers in captivity, basically. <clears throat> um, I have to say uh, the whole first act where they have the egg and it's in this uh, facility and they're trying to get it to hatch and it hatches when it's played this, when this music is played to it, and it's then kept in this, uh, um, you know, kind of uh, 
jungle ecosystem in the facility is all suspiciously <laughs> similar <laughs> to a movie that uh came back came out the following year which was Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla um I I there's I I don't think we've been able to find any concrete evidence but uh Rex was a hit it was um uh it it was a a big success at the box office and it was it was Katakawa's highest grossing until Lord of the Rings came out. Let's put it that way. Yes. <laughs> That's insane. Um, so I, I, I would, I could, I feel like you could say with 90% confidence that Toho were looking at the those box office receipts and saying hey we we can maybe get a piece of of a piece of rex fever that was <laughs> sweeping yeah. the nation if you look at the heisei godzilla movies they are liberally cribbing from whatever is popular yeah indiana yeah. jones right. terminator back to the future alien jurassic park yeah it's 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 all there all all the all the pieces are there we just need someone to admit it <laughs> and I, I don't know i mean I, I didn't see like obviously none of us lived in japan in 1993 so we don't even know how much of this stuff was just even just shown in the marketing where Toho could have really had yeah. it in their heads to, you know, pull off of some of this stuff. I yeah, mean, exactly. Yeah. Um, cause, cause they, they, they did definitely have enough time to incorporate at least some of it. Like some of it might've been stuff they were already going to do, you know, have a baby Godzilla and things like that. But, um, there was, I mean, some the, of the imagery is people. People would say, like, I, th I think I just want to, I want to comment that, like, a lot of people, like your your knee jerk reaction would be, this movie came out in July of '93, and Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla came out in late December of that same year. There's no way, but remember that these movies are made in like two. <laughs> yeah, months. Go Godzilla movies are made in like a week. <laughs> So <laughs> they they keep filming until very shortly uh, before the release. Before date. the release, it's, yeah. Nothing gets nothing sits on a shelf for months like happens in modern days. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, so they had enough time. Yes, <laughs> they, they had enough time to have someone at Toho see this and then go. Ooh. Um. So. I'm actually watching a trailer right now for, and I mean, this is just one trailer, so I don't know for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, if if there's a trailer that shows enough of that imagery, you know, it shows some of it, like the egg hatching looked pretty similar and things like that, but it didn't show like any of the ocarina thing. Um, but the suffice to say, the trailer is no more sane than the movie. Uh, again, I'm watching it without any sound or anything, but the trailer is. Rex and Chi watching the trailer for Rex in a movie theater. That is also crazy. <laughs> um so uh so I guess my 
I guess I'll I guess I'll I'll kind of start with my <laughs> my initial takeaways are um it's the 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 plot structure, you know, it's a lot of the tropes and formula that we've seen in movies like ET and and stuff. But then once it gets into the third act, the movie lands at the conclusion that you know it's going to land at. But once you get into the third act, it just kind of it like it 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 loses its mind. Like the movie gets increasingly unhinged until the last thirty minutes are just like bananas. Um, and and that that the last act of this movie is probably what I'll always remember the best because that's when you have you know this girl and and Rex. You know they're they're going to KFC and <laughs> causing food fights and uh you know this this T-Rex is has a a Santa Claus hat on the whole time and they dance in the snow and then they, there's a, a, a an extended snowmobile chase which I'm pretty sure killed at least five pe- five people um <laughs> and well, uh the thing is the t-rex has a, a, a santa hat on and that's all it takes to disguise it perfectly and have it blend into a crowd and nobody notices <laughs> that there's a t-rex walking amongst them yeah and also keep it warm <laughs> yeah that is true <laughs> it's it's pre it's prior to it getting the the santa claus hat it's wearing a different knit hat and a scarf it then steals the Santa Claus hat and a cape from a Colonel Sanders statue. (laughs) And that is enough to keep it warm and not get cold anymore. Um, (laughs) yes, that's accurate. Uh, I'm not quite sure. Maybe I, I can't tell if I'm stupid or if the movie's stupid or maybe it's both. Um, but to get the T-Rex to hatch, they rem- have to remove the egg's nucleus and put it into a turtle egg, right? And then put it, and then they put it back. Into and the then they put it egg. back into the dinosaur egg. Does that make any sense? Does that make sense? No. Okay. It's not. S- yeah, something, something along the lines of like using it for in vitro fertilization that the. The egg wasn't viable, but it had the, you know, whatever nucleus, I guess, is the term that they, they use there. Um, or embryo, but, maybe? Yeah, embryo. Um, and the sea turtle egg would have enough protein to actually, like, raise it, but then they needed to to put it back in the dinosaur egg for some reason. <laughs> that's That's such a weird, like... <laughs> I mean, they're, it, they're clearly trying to play on both Jurassic Park yeah. and Carnosaur. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 just strange to me that they couldn't that that just finding a dinosaur egg and trying to get it to hatch like that could have been enough. And yeah, been. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they the had to get their to science demonstrate somehow that you know science is is involved to trigger the, the the egg hatching. It couldn't have just happened on its own. The, the Anu priest guy could fly. There's not science involved in this movie. <laughs> he like flies across the cave. He uses science for that. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, true. <Yeah>. Maybe uh, <laughs> maybe it's like Thor in his culture. In, in we call it magic, but in his culture, it's science. Yes, yeah, something something 
relics of Moo. <laughs> um, and uh. So so yeah the 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 ending it it gets increasingly crazy and and by the end it gets very madcap which I I think is where it's uh probably the most um the most fun the the second act is pretty amusing too because that's when um these companies are all trying to get the dinosaur to like uh make commercials and stuff and so you have the one point a uh, you know the baby Rex is tired and he's like ex- like gonna pass out and the director of this commercial punches him in the face and then he tries to bite it bite the guy's genitals off um (laughs) (laughs) yeah you you see it like filming a a like a a commercial for ointment or some kind of ointment or something um and there's uh, specifically a commercial for katakawa books yeah 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 which uh like we said, Katakawa, their their big thing is publishing. Um, the there there's uh, um, basically, I guess what you who you would call the villain is the guy who, I guess Rex is technically owned like half by the paleontologist and half by this corporate guy that um, like funded the 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 studies and so i guess he's he's like the one that's trying to get rex to work you know he's you know grueling 19 hour days or whatever (laughs) sato eve again right uh he's he kind of disappears from the movie doesn't because the the main guy is um the guy with the mustache and Masato Eve is like his. Um, he comes. He he does basically disappear until the end of the film during the uh, weird post credit thing. Yeah, he's like. He, I guess I don't know the best thing I can. The best way I can describe him is like he's he's the scientist's like friend or partner or colleague or whatever. Like they work together. Um, and then, yeah, the, the villain is the, the guy with the mustache that he, he doesn't, he, that he twirls figured or, uh, figuratively, not literally. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> uh, Rex is, is something I, if I, if I saw this as a child, I no doubt would have loved it the same way you know i love the movie like baby like baby when i was a kid i watched baby all the time like i but you know as an adult it's i mean it's entertaining and it's it's bizarre and uh as an adult i kind of get a kick out of it for just how weird it is and how far it goes (laughs) in the in the last uh 30 or 40 minutes um but uh you know i i don't know it's not it's not like i was in love or anything what 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 do you guys think about uh, about <laughs> old Rex here? It's got like that sort of slapstick kid comedy vibe that like uh, Prehysteria, which is a terrible additional 90s uh, <laughs> dinosaur movie. And actually franchise, there's multiple of those movies. Was Prehysteria like the, this... the full moon one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's got atrocious puppets and it 
it but like as a kid i loved the movie uh same with like something like three ninjas like obviously not a creature feature but that same sort of slapstick over the top comedy especially when the villains come in and you get these like four guys in suits that are trying to track down the t-rex but are willing to let the girl keep him until midnight because it's christmas that's very nice of them yeah uh and uh i mean it i i legitimately did laugh at some of the stupid stuff like there's a sequence what what's up with the dad always like making up excuses for how the dinosaurs die one time he's like there's a theory about dinosaurs that they die because they couldn't poop and they died of constipation stuff like that (laughs) is that a theory anywhere (laughs) like he just keeps he just keeps like putting out these random theories about how the dinosaurs died the other one is they died because they were bad parents (laughs) they there was also he's not like, laying it on thick on that mom at all <laughs> but there's one about the egg but like well the egg grew so tough the babies couldn't hatch so they all died but it was like a defense mechanism to keep them you know safe from predators it's it, just all that kind of stuff but anyway the i do think this movie if you're watching it through the lens of a child can be a lot of fun i also think it's a bit too long we kind of mentioned um like the the whole thing about like the you know moving the, the embryo from one egg to the other like you could cut that and just make it about the mother coming in because she wants to help them hatch the egg and she's the expert and you change nothing about the plot um there's you know there's some stuff you could trim down uh you get the the ice the what was the skating or whatever and just kind of perusing around town some of that's pretty fun i do want to talk about the fact that they escape the villains by flying away in a in like I guess a hot air balloon. Ooh. <laughs> it is not, that is not what a hot air balloon is, man. Well, I mean like it's just balloons floating, whatever. It's you know it's up. Oh yeah, there you go. So like but they, they escape the villains by climbing into that and just like floating away. And then the villains never show up again. I'm I pretty sure they're dead. Like, I <laughs> <laughs> the one kid, the, the 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 little boy, runs one of them over with a snowblower or a snowplow. Uh, soccer saves the day. The little kid kicks multiple people in the face with a soccer ball, and he's trying to save the little girl. Like, there's some bits in this that I actually thought were pretty genuinely charming, but the movie's insane as well. But I, I, I did have, I did have a lot of fun. With it. And Kevin, this is your, this is not your first viewing of Rex. Oh my god! Uh, you madman! I mean, I'm I'm uh, I'm a Rex apologist. I have I have the uh, you have the figure. vinyl figure, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got uh, I've got a copy of the manga adaptation. Um, but yeah, I mean, my my thoughts are, you know, this is definitely unapologetically a kids movie, uh, and because of that, you know that rare occasions where i have seen people talk about it in english it's always like that movie eh, it's so bad but you know i i also like you're gonna hate me for this the 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 heisei mothra movies don't bother me like i can hang with those except for the second one for the most well rex doesn't know have it kind of does actually rex does kind of pee on the girl (laughs) yeah i was gonna say rex Rex gets into the water sports. It, it's an equal <laughs> amount of, of toilet humor. Sometimes, literally, uh, <laughs> he's running around with a with a toilet on his head. Well, I, I mean, I do think one of the biggest charms about this, like, I, as 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 
quote unquote bad as some of the puppetry might look like i thought it was genuinely pretty fun rex emotes really well and there's like i don't know i was getting a kick out of seeing him run on the countertops and knocking like the microscopes and all the different you know uh, science crap over i thought that was kind of funny yeah and i mean when we talk about oh this looks bad like this was this came out two weeks ahead of jurassic park so you have to kind of rewind your expectations for what a dinosaur movie should look like to that period in time. Well, plus it was like made for three cents, I'm sure. So that <laughs> you can't, you're only going to get so much out of the hand puppet, you know? Yeah. The the hand puppet definitely looks a little Muppet-like, but you know. Yeah. I, I mean, you got to think like this, this, the only other, the only dinosaur movie I can think of at that point in time that used as much where the dinosaurs got as much screen time is probably Baby, but, you know, that was a Disney movie, I, and I mean, you know, they're not working with Disney money. Well, it still looks better than what they did in uh, Monster 3 with the dinosaurs, so it's got that going for it. The, the actual... hand puppet was also definitely filled with cocaine, right? <laughs> it had to. I just assume every, a lot of, I just assume a lot of things had cocaine, uh, well, somewhere I, <laughs> on them. that that's got to be the you know I, I i always say like i think if this movie had gotten like an english dub and put out on the vhs market people would have fond memories of it in the west right now it does kind of, it, it fits pretty snugly in with the kind of family movies that were big in the early 90s i i i will say that but yeah like Theodore Rex with Whoopi Goldberg. You got Prehistoria. Nothing fits in with Theodore Rex. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think they were targeting an international market. Like the credits are all in English. Uh, there's, you know, like on screen English text more than Japanese text. Yeah. Um, but, and I mean, know, they, the, they got the guy that made E.T. They got uh, uh, one of the writer. They have an American writer. Uh, uh, on here. I, I mean, so that would make sense. Yeah, and I think it's really just that, like, you know, it was it was doing gangbusters in Japan. Its theatrical run was uh, gonna get ex- extended, and then Katakawa was caught with the cocaine and uh, <laughs> got yanked from theaters. And I think they kind of just kind of swept it under the rug after that. But I think uh, the puppet the, the puppet looks like really rubbery, and 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 when it when you have to go. F- further from like a bust shot and you have to like show like it moving when it's a baby because when it's a when it's a little older it's a guy in a suit and that's like looks like a guy Mm -hmm. in a suit but it's fine um but that's when it looks like really rubbery but i i think the the mechanics the actual like animatronic mechanics in the in in the face are, are pretty pretty good you know there's parts where he smiles or um like there's the part where he's shivering and uh, the girl covers him up. Like the, the those look those look okay to me. Yeah. I actually like the sculpt a lot better than Baby in terms of just the the way the Baby has that weird. Baby has a a weird face. Yeah, Baby is like almost. It's almost like they tried to give the dinosaur and Baby like an almost human face, and it's kind of horrifying. <laughs> um uh this movie broke me (laughs) 
Okay. You, did, you watched this like right after you watched Story of Ricky for the first time, which A, shame on you, but B, also probably not the best way to follow up the story of Ricky. <laughs> um, if, if you've ever seen, if, if you watch, if you're, if you're a regular red letter media watcher, you'll, you'll get at least one of these two references. I felt like there's an episode where they're watching Christmas movies on Best of the Worst, and one of them is so bad that Mike Staclos's brain just breaks, and he just cannot stop laughing. There's also like a really old episode of Red Letter Media where they're watching all the Resident Evil movies, and they get to the part where uh, Mia Jovovich uh, kicks a piece of glass out of the air at one of the zombie dogs and and rich rich evans brain he it just breaks he just he can't stop laughing when <laughs> i was already like just tickled and laughing from a the level of non comedy that like hits beware the blob esque levels like um there's the moment where they're trying to convince rex to eat something and they're like, oh, just show him, you know, show him how to eat a green pepper. And, you know, the girl doesn't want to. And the mom is like, I'll eat one to show the girl how to show the dinosaur how to eat one. <laughs> like, they act like these green bell peppers are like the grossest thing in the world <laughs> that you could possibly be eating. That was insane. And like the, the level of insanity keeps ramping up. And then I started laughing when they steal. Well, I mean, I, I was already laughing at like the horse anus and um, <laughs> and the the little girl taking a wagon ride to a bar to go get a ride in the back of a army transport vehicle. Um, and and yes, stealing Santa Claus outfits from KFC statues, and then the random <laughs> dance that they do together, but. <clears throat> what really broke me is they they have a, a, a plot device in this movie that there are Rex masks being sold, but they forget to set it up. And so <clears throat> af, as the girl and Rex are dancing, we pan to a shot of like a church where our villains are all sitting in the front row, just kind of waiting out the clock, like Matt said, because they're just going to let her keep the dinosaur until midnight. <laughs> Um, but they're sitting in the front row, just waiting out the clock and it pans down the line. And all of a sudden it looks like Rex is just sitting next to them <laughs> in the church. I know what you're talking because they forget to establish <laughs> that there are Rex masks. Being that sold. threw me off too. <laughs> and because... I lost it because I was like, Does, are they saying, are they telling me that Rex like in this montage went to church <laughs> so that that, that threw me off at that. first too. <laughs> I mean, they they make the you know the goons look buffoonish enough, you know, through the food fights and all that. But when you're supposed to take them seriously later on, you're just like, you know, are these guys on snowmobiles actually a threat? <laughs> Rex is not a good dancer either. Um. And then, yeah, and then at the end, it becomes the snowmobile scene from Inception. And, <laughs> and yes, I'm pretty sure every single one of those guys dies when, when they go from 
leaping off of, you know, ramps at 70 miles an hour to dead stops in snowbanks and blocks of ice. I mean, and getting run over by snowplows. There's also a part in the dance scene where they juxtapose Rex with Jesus Christ. Like, they're dancing, and then it cuts to, like, a, a, a stained glass painting of Jesus, and then it cuts back to the dance, and then it cuts back to the Jesus painting, and then it zooms out, and that's when you get into that crazy church scene we talked about. But it, especially because they, like, do a quick cutaway to the painting and then back to Rex, it's like, are they trying to, like, draw a parallel with Rex and <laughs> Jesus? I don't know. That was the joke. I, I have no doubt. <laughs> It's, it's immaculate it, conception of one way or another, right? <laughs> is it is it crazy to think that this movie was doing well, and then they were so embarrassed by the arrest of their director and creator that they had to pull it and stop making money? I just I, that, that feels like a very Japanese. Japanese uh, that feels like a, J- a very Japanese reaction. I mean, that's basically what Kevin just said. Yeah. You know, so I, and yeah. And then, and then at the end, they're like hiding out in the igloo. Yeah, why are they in an igloo? Like, I couldn't figure that out because, like, are they in an actual igloo or is it part of like a? I don't know. Are they in like a theme park? I don't know. I don't know where they. They're are. hiding out in some igloo, and you know they go outside, and all of a sudden, all the trees just light up with Christmas lights. And then the Ainu guy just magically waves himself and his parents into view. Or not his parents, but her parents. Um, there's also, well, we, we mentioned food, the food fight, but like in that restaurant scene, like everyone's normal. Uh, like the, the waiter is like, okay, have a seat. Like here, here's your food. Like no one's like, oh, there's a dinosaur with a T Rex, <laughs> with a, with a, with, there's a dinosaur with a Santa Claus hat sitting here and then it's not until like a lady with a dog like comes up to them and rex like snarls at the dog and the lady freaks out that like everything gets all slapsticky and and crazy so yeah everyone's just like you'd think there's also when you know they go into the toy store and there's all the stuffed dinosaurs around and she's like oh here just stand right here you look exactly (laughs) like them and I mean, a no, he doesn't. But then, <laughs> but then, the one mom comes in, and the girl's like, "Oh, buy this for me," and she's like, "No, that looks too real." And then he tries to eat the little girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I thought the movie was gonna take a like. I mean, there was just so many times where you think this movie's gonna take some kind of a weird turn, and I mean, it it does, but it takes a weird turn in a way you're totally not exp- like. All of a sudden, like. Rex tries to bite the dude's the dude's genitals off, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna all of a sudden be like some crazy like this dinosaur is gonna go on the loose, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like on a rampage." And then no, it's it's you know the dinosaur starts playing in the barn with the dog and the horse's anus, and you should probably contextualize the the horse yeah, anus right. because this, you. I don't know how to contextualize it. the 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 dinosaur goes into the barn. 
the dog is like ready to fight him, except then the dog sees that he's wearing a friendship bracelet that the little girl gave him. And he's like, oh, you must be cool now. I recognize that bracelet, which. okay, (laughs) And the horse just turns around and shows his anus (laughs) at the camera. Yeah, that's why. I don't know. That's a strange. I think it was because they were the dog and the dinosaur. Well, I, th- I, I, I think like the the reason is like, oh, the horse turns around because he sees that Rex is not like suspicious. But as to why the camera lingers there for a little <laughs> too long, which again, shame. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. It's like it's like the it's like Rex starts wagging his tail and the dog starts wagging his tail and they wanted to show the horse like wagging his tail but I mean I don't I'm really know sure that horses like them. wag their tails when they're excited and <laughs> I mean dinosaurs don't either so <laughs> do we we don't, you don't know that you don't know that. <laughs> Although that would be great. I I, I hope they did. <laughs> um Yeah, it, and then the, and then the dog introduces Rex to the statue of the T-Rex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which and is that is, is that museum like cuz cuz the family lives on like a farm. You know, which is why they have horses and stuff. Like, is is that, like, super close to the museum? Or did the dog, like, have to, like... I thought it was somehow in their house that they just had this giant dinosaur. <laughs> it's not well established, for sure. Um, there's also, uh, in the, in the little band of villains, there's uh, the one guy, Kevin might remember his name. The short but, guy? Yeah, there's the really short guy. Um, and they, they go for some, like, low-hanging fruit with, with some jokes there, like, when they're all looking at binoculars and he's on, like, stilts or whatever. Um, <laughs> but that's, uh, he's in the, is the Torasan comedy films, right? Yeah, he's, a, he's in all of them. He's, like, a sidekick character, basically, so he's kind of, like, an established comedy guy. Um... I, I laughed at that again. When you get pushed past your breaking yeah. point at a, at a certain point, it's 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 the beware the blob effect where it's so not funny <laughs> that it loops all the way back around to being hilarious again. The the dad is the guy from um, Legend of uh, Legend of uh, Dinosaurs, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, he's also was. in. Um, I think I was looking it up. I think he's in GI Samurai. Yeah, he's in some Fukusaku stuff. I know that. <clears throat> and um, we mentioned Masato Ive. Um, yeah. The Legend of Dinosaurs. Uh, you know, you you can pretend that this is like the sequel. Oh my god, that is <laughs> that's a great like fan headcanon the abusive crazy guy from legend of dinosaurs this is uh, him when he's older and he has like a family i love it 
that's that's why his wife left yeah which i guess we should talk about that because uh there's a whole i guess this is where there's a whole the whole subtextual thing of um i guess the nurturing the needs of a a nurturing mother and how you know she is contrasted with she who's like you know i want to be the mother to rex that my mother couldn't be and then like by the end of the movie it's like they're well i guess it <laughs> if you watch the post credit scene <laughs> which yes this has a post credit <laughs> scene if you watch the post credit scene uh, i guess you know it's i guess the idea is oh they the you know they've reconciled she's going to come back to the family but uh like that that probably should have took more, took up more of the human plot of of the movie, and I I don't know that they really <laughs> could justify that this woman is is going to be a, a the idea that this woman's come around to being like a a better person or whatever. Um, and yeah, I mean they 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 go pretty uh, on the nose with it. Like Tom mentioned, the part where they're with you know the green peppers and you know the mom hates green peppers as much as the kid and it's like well you know if you really are like a good mom you'll do it or whatever um but i i don't know that that uh subplot concludes <laughs> satisfactorily uh, yeah i mean there's there's a whole bit where when chie runs away with rex and the parents find out they're just like, oh, I guess we deserve this for being bad parents or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't you guys be like concerned or something? But no, it's, it's that it's that kids movie logic. It's just yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, we're 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 bad. Parents. It's our fault. <laughs> yeah, it's our fault. <laughs> we made our bed. We gotta lay in it. <laughs> um, but yeah, then at the end, she she discovers that you know, no women should not have her own career and should just move back with her husband to raise a child or whatever. <laughs> um, you know, in the husband's defense, he does tell her earlier in the movie, women like you should not have babies. <laughs> That's true. I don't know that, I don't know that this woman ever earns, uh, the trust that the movie wants us to have in her. Um, no, she basically is like, <clears throat> She's like one step above, you know, like, like evil mom stuff tropes, you know, like she's like, she's like one step above. Um, oh, now I can't think of the actress's name from Midnight Mass. Um, like, and, and how her mom tells her that, like, she was the, the, the thing that clipped her wings. Like, <laughs> this lady's like one step above that. Yeah, she's like the mom and Carrie <laughs> or something. Um, what the um, uh, Kevin? I'm looking at, at uh, your notes um, about this movie, and you, you mentioned that there was a mild controversy when it came out because people felt like she had traits that could be interpreted as being autistic. Yeah, the whole um, the socially withdrawn thing, which they were blaming on her mom being not there or whatever. So they were there. There was an interpretation like that, which is kind of 
wild, wildly offensive. So when they released it on VHS, they they included a disclaimer saying this person is not autistic. <laughs> so which is probably for the best, because if you interpret it that way, there's like so much like problematic. Like yeah. when when Chie is like, oh, I can hear the dinosaur's voice. Like, yes, autistic people have mental powers. I mean, this you, you did mention predators right earlier. So or. <laughs> Uh, oh, sorry, it was the Predator. Yeah, the Predator, that. yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> maybe, yeah, well, hey, uh, you know, maybe this guy really uh, has a thing for, <laughs> I don't know, writing autism. Uh, it's interesting, <laughs> though, um, and I don't know, maybe it's, I'm not sure how autism is presented in Japanese media at all, let alone Japanese media of the early 90s. Um, but that, that, that thought never really crossed my mind when I was watching it. You know, I guess, I guess I'm used to the more, um, you know, the more over the top depictions that we get here that, you know, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Rain Man. I, yeah. Rain Man. I mean, which, yeah, I mean, the, the, there's a lot of those out there that are, have, are varying degrees of problematic. And I don't know, maybe I'm just so used to that, that. I never viewed this girl as, you know, I never thought, oh, she might be on the spectrum or something. Yeah, I, I didn't really get that from watching the movie either. It's just one of the reading about the, the controversy afterwards. And I mean, it, it's interesting that they included the disclaimer about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, the post credit scene also, I... I don't. I laughed for by a solid couple minutes after the end. Well, the what does it ending. say? It, it, it's in, it, instead happy of saying, <laughs> yeah, end. it doesn't say the end or you know they live happily ever after or whatever. It just says happy end. Well, first you get rack, <laughs> get rack shaped clouds. Those fade into happy end, and yeah. <laughs> It was incredible. <laughs> Although I'm not sure what's up with the kind of implication that she has like a psychic link with the dinosaur. That's kind of Yeah, the whole strange. Thing is, yeah, it's it's strange and kind of not really elaborated on as the she goes on the trip with her dad and is like, Oh, I hear the voice of and I guess that old uh I knew guy is like, ah, so you the dinosaur calling you or whatever because you know indigenous people are magic that's not offensive either uh. <laughs> yeah it, it, yeah it's like what we, what here we would call you know the magical mystical negro trope uh, the, yeah i it, it the movie almost kind of just mi- thinks that like the, oh, you're gonna think it's normal like oh of course they would have a mental <laughs> like psychic connection why well, wouldn't like, they once it patches they kind of don't do anything with that ever again and i mean esp stuff was ubiquitous in japanese entertainment in the like late 80s early 90s i mean look at godzilla and gamera and however many other things like oh yeah they're just psychic girls because the new generation is growing up taller due to better nutrition or something <laughs> but uh yeah it's, it's interesting how kind of like shoehorned in that trope seems to be just for the sake of 
letting them find an egg. Yeah, it's nuts, and and makes the parallels to uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla two even more. <laughs> like it makes it makes it seem even more parallel, even though it's you know more dropped and all that. But I mean, hey, let's let's throw this is this is how we can use Miki in this movie, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> what at the end of the the Ainu guy like opens up like a portal to like Rex's to the land of the lost. I mean, like, yeah, and there's like a bunch of like Easter Island heads, <laughs> uh, and they say, "Oh, Rex has been waiting for this day for thousands of years." But like, <laughs> what does that mean? Like, why was like why was his egg not there already? And like, what is it? Like, how do they like? Don't worry about that. I don't. I, I don't. I don't quite understand the lore of of Rex. <laughs> oh, why? Remember he's the home now, there. where people won't bother him anymore, and that's all. <laughs> you what was up with the glowing skeleton head? At, At the very beginning, <laughs> the whole, the whole like <laughs> that whole thing is insane. There's the, with, the egg is in a pyramid that like descends into a hole. It's like the the see through. Uh, it's, I it's, think it's nuts. I th- well I, I, well when I saw that I was thinking like are they implying that this is like one of the crystal skulls? I mean I don't I don't know that that does that make it make any sense though? Well yeah I was gonna say I don't know if does that it make makes it better it, or worse. Yeah <laughs> I don't that might just make it even crazier though so. <laughs> I mean, they have all sorts of goofy, high-tech-looking Atlantean things around in the chamber where they find the eggs. So. The um, the ending where she said, "I mean, I guess you know, like the ending where she's saying goodbye to Rex is very similar to um, uh, the I forget the character's name, the girl that uh, basically adopts baby Godzilla at the end, and he's like, you know, like." grabbing onto her coat and she's like you know it's okay you know it's okay you you can go everything's gonna be okay this is where you belong you know you're you'll be with your family now like it's it's like the same that's also like the the same scene yeah and we we never see the other dinosaurs that they say he's gonna join so yeah that's for all we know he could just be walking into the abyss you know you could be walking into just complete and utter loneliness that's one of the things that the uh that the manga does better is i was gonna they, i was gonna ask about the differences there yeah because at the end they well first of all they've cloned a second dinosaur so he has a companion but then as they're walking off you see the like fully grown dinosaurs in, in the background so you get the feeling that he, oh, he's truly going to be with his family and his people, or or whatever. Who who clones? That's got to be a budgetary thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, definitely. You're you're not going to spend however much money to build a whole ass, you know, other dinosaur suit for <laughs> twelve seconds. So who uh, who who clones another another Rex? Uh, it was like the it was it was the same. Scientist people, as I 
Paul. It's it's been it's been a hot minute since I've read the manga. Um, so the, does the, the girl like walk around with two dinosaurs? No, the the second one only like shows up at the very end. Ah, okay. Yeah, the, I mean it's it's only one volume, so it's kind of like a a very abbreviated truncated thing. Um, but uh, it's it's basically uh, th- thinking back on here. So so the whole thing is by Clam, um, who. Uh, if you were a manga reader in the 90s, especially if you were female, you would know Clamp. You know, they are Chobits, Tokyo Babylon, X, Magic Knight, Ray Earth, uh, Cardcaptor Sakura, uh, Tsubasa Reservoir Chronicles, uh, Pollock, you know, all, all of these these huge titles. Uh, and they, they basically owned girls' comics. <laughs> uh and uh, you know they were very much known for their for their extreme melodramas. So uh, everything is is like ramped up to to eleven because you know if I were to make up a clamp story, I'd be like Kumiko is in love with her brother, who's also her school teacher. But alas, they can never be together because he's dying of tuberculosis and gay. You know that sort of thing. <laughs> but uh, so like in in their version, like it, it, the, the people don't want to exploit Rex; they want to. Uh, vivisect him and, and and murder him and uh she's Chie is so like traumatized that she doesn't even remember what her mother's face looks like and when she comes in contact with her mother she's like I don't recognize this person who is it and things like that so um it's all very very over the top from that perspective um but a lot of the a lot of the like sort of like campy um a lot of this movie is just kind of like dicking around <laughs> in terms of antics and, and slapsticky things. And a lot of that is just kind of like cut out of the manga because it's it's fluff and it just tries to rush through the story at a relatively breakneck pace. Did the manga come out before the movie? Because I notice um, in the credits, like they credit the manga. They say like manga by Clamp. I think it was I think it was concurrent. Um so it was it was one of those you know cross promotional media tie-ins because they they had the the movie the manga and there was a there's a picture book um so the picture book was by the the dude that um did um Heidi and Bell and Sebastian those those anime um this is based on a on a novel actually um mm. and uh it's actually the director of the Adventures of Milo and Otis wrote the wrote the novel that this is based on. Interesting, but, um, but yeah, I mean that was that was in the eighties, so it's it's one of those deals like Carnosaur, where the novel exists and then suspiciously close to Jurassic Park, they're like, "Hey, what if movie?" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the I mean the the manga was definitely like a one of those promotional tie-ins, just like all of the figures and and all the other associated ephemera um but i it's actually interesting to me because clamp was such a huge powerhouse that that manga never got brought to the states um because a lot of their titles have so maybe this is something that katakawa's actively just kind of like putting the putting the foot down on <clears throat> yeah in in true uh you know, 
kids movie about non-human creature um when the dinosaur gets sad enough it cries at one point that's a great little part um and then back back to the post credit scene does anyone else feel like that is like i don't know it's almost like they shot two endings or something like <laughs> or that was like leftover footage or some right because <laughs> the there i'm trying to figure out how to say this you don't need you don't need it in there and it, and it it actually does make the mom come off even worse right so because what what you what you've done is you established that she abandoned the family to go pursue her career in New York. Then you bring it forward to, um, you know, she's comes back, but it's only to be with the dinosaur. Um, in theory, she should be bonding with the daughter a little bit. She kind of does a very little bit, but, but not really. That should be like bird mentioned that should be played up a little more, but in theory, she bonds with the daughter. Then they have the moment where the bad guys say they're going to take Rex away. And the mom is like, all right, well, I'm going to pack up and go to New- go back to my life. Because fuck these people. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, the husband comes and he's like, that's your daughter. Like, you can't just abandon her. And she's like, oh, yeah, I can't. Because I am going to be a good mom, and I do love my child, and I want to be here for my family. I am now making this choice. And she's then there at the end when they send Rex back home. Yeah, and that's I, the end of the and that's the end of the movie. Like yeah, the mom the, has and, made, and um that scene even has like her her bracelet. She says the whole movie like um when this bracelet breaks, it means a miracle will happen, and. Yeah, when they meet her and Rex at the <laughs> at the conspicuously placed igloo, um, the yeah the mom embraces her and she's like I'm sorry and you know she's giving her these big hugs and and the, her bracelet breaks and they embrace and that's the last time you see the mom. So if the movie just ended, I would have assumed oh like they're a family again. And then the post credit scene is like, oh no, she left again. <laughs> she left again. <laughs> I think the dad even says something like, I can't believe she went back to New York. <laughs> yes. And the and the the mother in law is like, I don't know where she got that from because I didn't raise a, a woman who would leave her child twice. <laughs> and then and then uh, and then she comes back again. So that makes me like feel like she could do it a third time like she could leave a third time. So it makes her look worse. Maybe she just got like fired from her job and she had nowhere else to go. <laughs> she had to come back. That it's is madness. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that it's almost like it, it. It's like they had shot that, and they were like, "Where can this go?" And you know, a, a sane person was like, "Nowhere. There's, there's this does not fit anywhere." And they were like, "No, we." Use this. We shot all this. <laughs> they did a line of cocaine, and then they made that decision. And then they were like, "You know, it would be really cool. We should have the clouds spell out happy end." And that's how it happened. But I imagine, uh, I, like, 
when they're making this movie, I just imagine the scene in RoboCop where like the dude's just doing lines and lines of coke. <laughs> it's like Scar. <laughs> it's like Scarface. <laughs> Katakawa is like got a mountain of cocaine. <laughs> I, yeah, think, I I remember when I when that that scene came on, I was like, "Wait, she left again? Like, what kind of ending is this?" And then she comes back, and then I'm like, "Well, why? I thought she was already back. Why make her look worse?" It's so you can get a so you can get a line where the mother in law says, "Oh, I I remember raising a good girl like this one," <laughs> or or. Or maybe it's so that the mother could say, publish a new theory about how humans and dinosaurs don't abandon their families. It, it doesn't make any sense. I guess that in the actual like dinosaur. Uh, if anything, Rex did abandon all of the rest of them. It it doesn't make sense. I can't. I cannot figure out that post credit scene. <laughs> it's a happy end, okay? Yeah, happy end. Everyone's ha- everyone's happy at the end. But everyone they, but was happy. They were happy. You know, then they were depressed again, and now they're happy again. Everyone was happy seven and a half minutes before that part. <laughs> <laughs> the mom even goes with them to say bye to. To Rex. Yes, and then Rex's bracelet falls off. Yeah, because don't mean shit. That's what this means. Well, yeah, and yeah, I think the idea behind Rex's bracelet falling off was like, okay, they're both going to be reunited with their mothers. Yes. Well, thematically, <laughs> it makes no sense. It would have ended it the first time. It would have worked. I mean, I, it wouldn't surprise me if Tom's theory about them having, like, two endings. They're like, we're just going to make sure we include this for whatever reason. Just out of curiosity, I, I checked the um, I checked the way that the manga ends, and it ends with the mother being home, but then saying that she's going to go on a trip. But, oh like... <laughs> but, but, like, <laughs> feeling really guilty about it. Just oh like, my, my god! My dad went to go get milk twenty years ago and never come back. Is that, is, is that what That's a little better because it implies that she's gonna be back. But yeah, yeah when, when they're when they're talking around the when they're eating dinner or whatever, and they're like, "Can't believe she left again." <laughs> you know, <laughs> I didn't raise her to be like that. You know, <laughs> is is this like again playing into the whole like? kid logic of everything where you just like lack that long term memory and you just assume that if somebody's gone they're never coming back <laughs> uh they also they also had a, a fair amount of b-roll of you know waterfalls and cliffs <laughs> and a song that played like 20 times oh yeah I mean I'm I'm pretty sure somebody in Hokkaido's tourism board was a uh, was yeah, rolling I mean, in the cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of yeah. The whole credits is a lot of waterfalls and you know it, mountains. There's also the whole scene when they're going like not. You can't call it. It's way too generous to call it a scene 
when when they go to go on the journey or the the discovery mission, there's like five six minutes of panoramic overhead shots of Hokkaido, <laughs> which is like B roll footage. Uh, yeah, that's, that's right. This, this, yeah, the, this movie is an experience. I, I mean, over the years I'd seen, um, you know, posters and stills and stuff. And I guess I, I guess, I don't know when I turned this on, I guess I, I didn't know what to expect. And, uh, I I don't know that if it was what I thought it was going to be or not. I <laughs> it it was uh it was something. It was something. I I don't know. It, it, I was both prepared and unprepared for for Rex. How many uh how many coked up directors slash happy ends out of five? You guys give this. Uh, I was. I was originally toying with like a three, but just talking about some of the crazy and more baffling <laughs> things in it that I, that I really like, which I don't know if I like them the same way that, you know, the child audience that's intended for likes them. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I feel like being generous, um, it's for, Christmas. Yeah, it's Christmas. I feel like being <laughs> generous to old Rex, just like the guy, just like the bad guys were, you know, when they were giving him till midnight to be with the girl. So uh, I'm going to give uh, little old Rex uh, a three and a half um, stolen Santa hats from Colonel Sanders. <laughs> yeah. I 100% do not like this movie the way I'm supposed to. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm just going to say that right now and put that out there. I like this movie because it, it, it broke my brain. It, it, it just is so insane. It's so, I'm sorry. Like, I, I know that like, the 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 puppet itself i will say is is kind of bad and like the lighting of it especially is bad but i know that like like the animatronics inside of it are good right and there's like some there's some objectively good things here and so i don't want to like just shit all over the hard work that some people did but this movie really fails spectacularly at doing many of the things it sets out to do um I can't imagine that anyone at any point <clears throat> watching this felt the the like that Harry and the Hendersons sort of longingly melancholy emotion that I think they were going for <laughs> with the ending and a host of other things that we've talked about but it's so damn entertaining it, and it has it does have moments in the early goings where it's a little less so you know when i think when rex is kind of first hatched not in the immediate scene where he's running around the counters but like when he's just kind of hanging out in his habitat and there's like nothing happening <laughs> where it's a little like matt said it's a little long it, it could 
use some trimming here and there to to just come in tighter. Um, but I go on my negative scale, and this is a wildly entertaining negative negative out of five. Negative five being perfectly terrible. If this had a dub, would you? Would, if if this had a dub, would you watch it with your kids? Probably. But that's because I'm insane. <laughs> and, and, and I would be laughing and they would be like, what are you laughing at? Yeah, this is serious. <laughs> <laughs> How can you but laugh at this? I'm at I'm at a negative four out of five little girls who understand how easy it is to abandon their child because they abandoned their pet dinosaur. <laughs> uh, Kevin, our uh, resident Rex super fan. <laughs> uh, what, what, what do you, what would you give this? Uh, I'm, I'm right there with you, bird. I, I have to, um, you know, I honestly don't think that it, the dinosaur looks as bad as as y'all have been saying you know i i if i were to to rate the the you know yeah it doesn't take much to impress me anytime a a puppet blinks i'm like ooh. but uh (laughs) uh i I think the production values are pretty solid considering some of the real trash that i watch and um uh, like i like i said i think if this had gotten a dub back in the day um it very well could have you know become one of those uh perennial classics i'd be curious to see uh it get reevaluated now that there is a fan sub out and you know if somebody wants to uh to pick up the license uh well i i don't know if i would necessarily advise it considering the uh the way the tokusatsu fandom tends to react to things that are childish but uh i would certainly be uh, in line to buy it up so genre uh, consisting gonna... of 90% children's programming as fandom <laughs> yep. children. yeah Only. yep <laughs> i would buy this movie in a heartbeat i would i would i would i would get a rex blu-ray <laughs> same 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 so uh i'm going to i'm going to give it a uh three and a half uh implausible dinosaur extinctions <laughs> so uh, uh i think something kevin said uh that i i, I do wonder if this had gotten a dub like how well it would have done because like it is right up there with something like free hysteria which i remember fondly though i know it's a terrible movie um there's a lot of stuff to like here it is actually pretty fun it is also for me a bit long in the tooth I don't think it got the same sense of enjoyment from the rest of you, but like I was laughing at several moments in the film and it's very inexplicable. Um, but I'm at uh, three, uh, like I said earlier, three coked out directors out of five. I, I would recommend people checking it out. And if you don't know where to find it, you can always send us a message and we can point you in the right direction. <laughs> um. <clears throat> So that's Rex. It was nice to finally have another Christmas movie to talk about. Because once you do like Love and Peace and uh, uh, Blood Type Blue or Blue Christmas, it's like okay, that's it. <laughs> so <laughs> have to start getting into TV specials, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're stuck with the Ultraman stuff at that point. Yeah. So uh, 
So that's Rex, everybody. Uh, I mean, sit down with the fam and, uh, you know, get your eggnog and 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 check out Rex for some some holiday cheer. I've watched so yeah, much just... Mouse Club with my with my niece over the past couple days. Uh, you know, it's definitely uh, I, I would well, very much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You just load up on the eggnog with a bunch of your buddies. <laughs> yeah, get get a big old bucket of KFC. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's the the ideal Rex viewing experience. Sit, sit down with KFC. your statue of the Colonel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. Uh, Oh, hey, I do have one question. Yeah. Okay. When she's teaching Rex to read and write, and he's wearing a yellow hat, isn't that like, don't all school children wear yellow hats or something? Yeah, elementary school children wear them. It's like, um, yeah, like the the kids in, uh, like, uh, Ichiro in, in Godzilla's Revenge. Yeah, so, Rex, Rex has some costume changes. Yeah. And they're, and they're not bad. Doesn't he wear like giant glasses at one point? Like when he's yes. doing that ointment commercial? He wears a toilet hat at one point, too. <laughs> She's uh, specifically teaching him English, also. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Why is she teaching him anything? Why do we think that dinosaurs should be taught how to talk or and read and spell? She dances with him. I don't know. Like, you know she also teaches him how to play so that he knows how to wag his tail so that he can hit a guy when they're being chased on a snowmobile it was just no very thorough for the lessons they need later in life she also teaches him how to play golf yeah that's right he's pretty good at it from what i remember (laughs) yeah good for him he's actually pretty bad and then he gets good, and then he gets real excited, and he hits the golf ball, and it almost hits her in the face, and she's like, that's it, I'm out of here. <laughs> and that's how that scene ends. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's Rex, everybody. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Yeah. Uh, happy New have Year. a Merry Christmas, a happy Hanukkah, a crazy Kwanzaa. A tip top have pet. a swell Saturnalia and a Solomon dignified Ramadan. <laughs> um, yeah, we will we'll be we'll be back. Uh, you know, this is kind of an exception to our kind of usual November December hiatus, but we'll be back uh, with we'll hit the ground running with with more stuff soon. Um, so uh, yeah, enjoy your holiday, everybody, and we we'll, we'll get the hell out of here. Uh, good night. Thank you for listening to the Kaiju Transmissions podcast. Please take a moment to rate and review us on iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. Make sure to subscribe for all the latest episodes. You can also check us out on Twitter at KT underscore podcast. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Kaiju Transmissions. And you can email us at kaijutransmissions at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments. And we will see you next time.